This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Oh, guess what? The boat has been freed from the Suez Canal. Which, you know, it's, uh, I was hoping it would stick around a little bit longer. It was a fun, um, I, not, not for the global economy, but for, for people on the Internet and us, it, it was a fun for kind me, of story. Yeah. with no stake in this situation really at all. It was, it was quite enjoyable. Yeah, but look, we did it, everyone. The Ever Given, uh, the gigantic container ship which became a hilarious meme while also bringing a large portion of the global economy to a standstill, has been freed after spending an entire week wedged across one of the most vital shipping routes on Earth. Ah, sweet release. I mean, it must have been just so satisfying to dislodge this big, beautiful vessel and finally allowed the, the trade to flow. Just a relief. Yeah. You know the relief we're talking about. The canal had some uh, big blue balls. <laughs> uh, the, the whole event, it lasted only a week, like I said, but it'll definitely live on forever when we think, about, think back on this year and all of the moments that stuck out. Because uh, this ship getting stuck completely captivated the world, and it gave us something to watch and root for while we still deal with a global pandemic. I was rooting for the uh, stuckness of, <laughs> yeah. of the ship, yeah. not the ship or the canal itself. Mm -hmm. But it is good news outside of the ripple effect that this little oopsie will have on shipments in the coming weeks and months. And it could have been a lot worse. Mm -hmm. So we're taking this as a win for humanity and the economy. I would die for this economy. <laughs> but uh, how exactly did it finally get loose and right itself? Well, sadly, it was not Elon Musk sending over his child-sized submarine or some other doohickey to <laughs> somehow get under the vessel and free it. Uh, local engineers and salvage companies were able to solve this problem with a little bit of elbow grease and help from the moon. Mostly the moon. And, you know, just timing things with the moon. Yeah, it was perfect uh, timing for the moon. The, the biggest construction worker in our solar system is up there every night waiting for a job. <laughs> and finally, mm -hmm. he got tagged in. Buddy, we need you. Yes. Do that thing you do to the tides. But yeah, as we said in the last video, the recent full moon provided the best possible chance for freeing this ship thanks to the rising water levels that it brings. And early Monday morning, as teams worked diligently to free the ship, the full moon which was also a supermoon, mm. uh, aided things along by raising the tides in the Suez Canal about 46 centimeters or 18 inches above normal, according to data from NASA. So just as predicted. Yeah, uh, teams had apparently dislodged the stern of the ship earlier in the day, and then uh, they had all those adorable little chads of the sea, the humble tugboats, Burr. working overtime trying to free the bow. And when they did, there was plenty of celebrations to be had with a soundtrack of horn blasting <laughs> and cheering from everyone and everything in uh, within vicinity of the Ever Given. Now, as for when shipments will be back to normal, it's looking like it'll take around three days at least to clear the backlog of ships, which doesn't seem too bad, uh, all things considered, and just has to piss off any captains who already started their two-week journey all the way around yeah, Africa. Yeah, you gotta feel bad. Are they turning around? I don't know. Might as well at this point. Yeah. But hey, look. As an entry into this year's strange history so far, thumbs up. I mean, in there, there was a problem. Everyone made fun of it, despite there being potentially bad consequences, because, I mean, it was a big, fat boat getting stuck. But then it was, it was unstuck, so there was a happy ending. And no one got hurt. You can't ask for more than that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyways, now on to the next thing that's been dominating the news cycle for the last couple of days. We asked for it. We got it. Mm -hmm. Couldn't have been more than a week or two ago that we said that culture wars that we are currently in the midst of uh, could only really mirror the 80s and 90s more if there was just a full-on revival of the old, trusty old satanic panic. Yeah. Now, the modern satanic panic started in the 70s, and it kept growing as 
an ex basically an excuse for Christians and politicians to use in order to explain why they thought the world was ending and people were turning evil and why their kids didn't like them. Yeah. Uh, My kids hate me because of Satan. It's, it's, <laughs> am I at fault? No. It's the children it's the, who are wrong. It's the devil who's wrong. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Ouija boards, horror movies, rock music, all of it was blamed for throwing the world into sin. There was literal mass hysteria on a level like only really comparable to the Salem witch trials. A lot of people's lives were actually ruined. Like, yeah, there yes. were some actual serious fucked up yeah. consequences to it. But uh, yeah, it, it was a weird time. It led people to believe that the world was ending. People thought Satanists were a realistic threat lurking around every corner. And uh, yeah, the, re the repercussions of these modern day witch hunts did result in a lot of people's lives being ruined for no reason. Uh, look up the West Memphis Three as one prominent example. There was another one. There was this, uh, there was a daycare. I can't remember where, but uh, just out of fucking nowhere, based off of like, just a comment a fucking like two or three year old made mm -hmm. that someone interpreted as uh, them claiming that there was like satanic shit happening at this daycare, even though it was like a child just saying shit. Yeah. Uh, it sent like, all the people working at this daycare to prison for like years before, and their their reputations completely tarnished before finally, like it was like there is absolutely zero evidence for any yeah. of this. You can't prove same, same a, with a the fucking West, thing. West Memphis Three is like, oh, DNA evidence cleared. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, and they were those guys just half their life gone. gone from them. Gone. The best years. Mm -hmm. Well, between the potato head penis, the Dr. Seuss drama, and the Cardi B dance routine, and the fact that there are. Right now, I mean, no other clearly defined enemies to target. Older generations and political figures will always aim their sights at younger generations and the entertainment industry as the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. Music, movies, television, video games. It's all back on the table and people are literally shaking. Despite everyone having gone through all of this bullshit before. Literally as recently as 20 to 30 years ago. It's just, great grandma's dead, it's grandma's time to get pissed. Yeah. And moms and so forth. And probably people who were like Gen Xers who were in the demographic that had to deal with all this shit the first time around in the 80s and 90s where, uh, you know, liking Metallica meant you were a Satan worshiper. Yeah. And yeah. like needed to go to like counseling. Yeah. But now it's their turn to, yeah. uh, you know, get angry at everyone. Yeah. But uh, thanks to a recent music video for Lil Nas X's song Montero, Call Me By Your Name, it looks like the satanic panic is back again as well. Uh, and that's all because he had the audacity to slide down a giant stripper pole from heaven all the way to hell, give Satan a lap dance, murder him in cold blood, remove his horns, and then place them on his own head to take over the throne. All of that in a damn music video. A three-minute music video, which features a full, I don't know, 15 <laughs> seconds of Satan. Yeah. Although, based on the headlines, you wouldn't know that. Yeah. But yeah, this is all because of a music video, which you can go watch right now if you want to see it for yourself. It's got around 50 million views, millions of which, we're sure, came directly as a result of this controversy. Because as we said before, controversy sells and getting a ton of people worked up and talking about this is only going to perpetuate its success. It's a formula that shouldn't work anymore. People should have gotten We've wise to We've been through it. this. It's been going on for 50 years. Don't look at Elvis. Don't look at him. <laughs> His hips are gonna make you ovulate. Yep. <laughs> well, I think I, I need to see what this. What the fuck? Wait, I need about. to see these hips. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Would we have ever even seen or known about or listened to this track as much if it weren't for the nonstop coverage and vitriolic discourse online? Probably not. I, I mean, mean I've, I, I like pretty much everything that I've heard from Lil Nas X. I've liked everything. See, I'm more in uh, his music is fun. Old Town Road, total, very catchy song, yeah. but. 
I, I, Lil Nas X's music for me is a uh, meh, but his his persona, I give him a ten out of ten. Yeah. I appreciate he, and with this, he is proving that uh, you know. To really reach this status, full troll status, you got to be a gay black man in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, then that's why everyone's that's why everyone's pissed. It's like, I'll never be as much of a troll as Lil Nas X <laughs> uh, giving Satan a lap dance. Yeah, but uh, look, here's the thing: is like, it's it's hard for anyone to be like, oh, new releases out, new releases out. Mm-hmm. Um, especially this song, it was kind of released last year, and yeah. it was used in commercials before it's fully released in the music video. So, um, you know, a lot of things, especially with pop music, get lost in the shuffle. There's just so much of it. So what do you need to do to stand out an amazing video like this? Yeah. I mean, this guy, he's a marketing genius. Yeah. He knew the imagery of this video and subsequent the sneaker trap. Oh, my God. Which we will get to. Yeah. He knew that it would drive people nuts, uh, but it also allowed him to get a message across regarding his sexuality and how sexuality is perceived throughout history and the modern world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's some info on the background of the video and some quotes from Lil Nas X thanks to a write-up about it in Time magazine. Lil Nas has drawn unsolicited commentary from everyone from South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem to basketball player Nick Young to conservative commentator Candace Owens. At the same time, the video has drawn praise, and not just among those celebrating its proud embrace of LGBTQ imagery and themes. Another contingent has also excitedly rallied around the music video. Historical scholars. Montero, across its three-minute runtime, is stuffed with Greco-Roman and medieval Christian motifs and messages in both Greek and Latin. Lil Nas, in an interview with Time, says he wanted to deploy this type of iconography and and symbolism to draw a connection between ancient and modern-day persecution. Quote, I wanted to use these things that have been around for so long to tell my own story, and the story of so many other people in the community, or people who have been outcast in general throughout history, he says. It's the same thing over and over. The article dives deep into the imagery and messages put out by the video, which uh, some may just watch as a piece of entertainment. Um, Or how conservative Christians have just watched the last few minutes of it. (laughs) The last few seconds, honestly. Yeah, really, yeah, the last quarter minute of it, uh, so they can see that lap dance on Satan and get real fucking pissed about it. Get real mad about a thing they're under no obligation to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And then they can all rally against a common enemy. And then they can feel good about themselves at the end of the day, because they're fighting against evil in between trips to Hobby Lobby for more wooden live laugh love signs and uh trips to the grocery store for more box wine yeah but more, they're like more chances to cough on uh essential frontline workers yeah but at the end of the day they're like okay so maybe i coughed on an essential worker or yelled at a starbucks employee or whatever but really when it comes down to it i posted a pretty aggressive comment about this satanic music video i'm, so... I'm doing my part to stop the literal <laughs> christian devil uh from uh you know being conjured how will you be world. judged I, I, my favorite take on this, and it's like something I hadn't been able to put words to, but it's something I've thought my whole life, is that like these conservative Christians, they don't treat the biblical devil as like sort of what, what it actually is, which is just a symbol of evil and temptation and punishment. Mm-hmm. They treat it as like God's villain, like the, uh, who is like in equal power to God yeah. and like could win. It, it, it's just like a, and like, I don't know, it's strange. It's very odd. Yeah. It's, uh, he's got equal power to God, which is really not canonical to uh, the book, the, uh, the original material, guys. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, a lot of crass, y'all. Still, on its base level, Lil Nas X kills Satan. So that's good, right? That's what I would think. You should love that. Yeah. You love it, right? No? 
Okay. Anyway, back to the imagery and the meaning behind the video uh, from time. Montero, which was co-directed by Lil Nas X and Tano Muino, uh, is, it's comprised of three acts. The first one takes place in the Garden of Eden, where Lil Nas plays either Adam, Eve, or some combination of the two. His character is tempted into sin by a snake, which also resembles Lilith, Adam's first wife from Jewish mythology, who also has Lil Nas's face. After Lil Nas' Adam and Eve character gives in to Lilith's advances, the camera pans toward the Tree of Knowledge, which is inscribed with a Greek phrase that translates to, after the division, the two parts of man, each desiring his other half. The phrase is taken from Plato's groundbreaking philosophical text, Symposium, and specifically from a passage delivered by Plato's rendering of the playwright Aristophanes. The playwright recounts an origin story of mankind in which humans were originally two bodies stuck together, some man and man, some woman and woman, and some man and woman. When the bodies were separated by angry Zeus, each one longed for their other half, which explains why we feel love and desire for different types of bodies. Quote, the passage speaks to a capacity to imagine an equal level of naturality to all of what we think of as sexual orientations. It's an early example of homosexuality and bisexuality represented as being familiar or acceptable in ways they are not always in our society today. And uh, yeah, I, that's another thing I love. But these these fucking weirdos who are all like, you know, embrace tradition. Uh, we need to go back to when we had marble statues and uh, columns and shit. It's like that was gay as hell back then. <laughs> Just look look at that time period from beyond the most basic surface level. Dudes were fucking each other in the ass all the time. Mm -hmm. It was a very common thing. Yeah, it was. You were weird if if you weren't fucking another dude in the ass. So anyway, just yeah. another thing that's funny to me. Hey, we're not going to go into every small little nuance present in this video, though we will link that Time article down below, because it is an incredibly interesting read. But, uh, needless to say, Lil Nas X, he eventually starts an ascent to heaven. But then a pole appears, and he slides right down and straight into hell, which kicks off the most infamous scene mm -hmm. in the video, the one you've seen screenshots of. The song and the video are clearly meant to represent his personal experience and feelings towards how homosexuals are viewed and how he himself is viewed by people in the religious right and uh, also within his own fucking hip-hop community. Yeah. The fact that he's like the first mainstream gay rapper and it took that long, kind of odd. But uh, anyway, in a tweet, Lil Nas X wrote the following to his 14-year-old self to clear up any confusion here. Uh, Lil Nas X's actual name is Montero. So that's the song title and uh, the note being addressed to Montero. Mm -hmm. Dear 14-year-old Montero, I wrote a song with our name in it. It's about a guy I met last summer. I know we promised to never come out publicly. I know we promised to never be that type of gay person. I know we promised to die with the secret. But this will open doors for many other queer people to simply exist. You see, this is very scary for me. People will be angry. They will say I'm pushing an agenda. But the truth is, I am. The agenda to make people stay the fuck out of other people's lives and stop dictating who they should be. Sending you love from the future, LNX. And, and yeah, the controversy it quickly followed with people shouting that he was poisoning the youth, spreading a satanic message, and driving the world deeper into sin. And he's been quick to reply on Twitter to set the record straight in a lot of cases, writing back to one accusation that this was the system uh, targeting kids by saying, there was no system involved. I made the decision to create the music video. I am an adult. I am not going to spend my entire career trying to cater to your children. That is your job. Literally, this explanation alone was used famously by Britney Spears, of all people, back when her career was blowing up because the first lady of Maryland at the time said that she would shoot Britney Spears if given the chance. Because she thought Britney Spears was over-sexualizing and, and... I will kill that young girl. Yeah. Uh, also, Fucking not for nothing, the first lady of Maryland, she said that in an anti-violence rally. So, irony is dead. 
great country. What a country. Mm -hmm. uh, another response to an already deleted tweet explained that, quote, there is a mass shooting every week that our government does nothing to stop. Me sliding down a CGI pole isn't what's destroying society. Got a point. But uh, yeah, there's also a whole secondary outrage that coincides with the video. And this involves the release of a limited edition, non-official, mm -hmm. customized version of some Nike Air Max shoes in collaboration with a marketing company called Mischief, who we've talked about previously. Yeah. Um, they're calling these Satan shoes, which, you know, obviously they contain satanic imagery on the box, on the actual shoes themselves. There's a pentagram charm. There's a Bible verse reference. There's one drop of human blood. Uh -oh. And a number indicating which pair you'll receive out of a total number of 666. Wow. So the shoes were priced at $1,018. What's the symbolism there? It's the, the Bible reference on the shoe. It's ah. like Luke 1018, I think. Ah. Yeah. Anyway, they went up for sale this past Monday, and they immediately sold out because people yeah. love the devil. The devil's winning, guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So the cool factor of these shoes was only driven up even further by people absolutely losing their minds over them. Streisand effect. Streisand effect. They never learn. These are NFTs for your feet, though. They are they, limited, so they, yeah. have, they have inherent value in the fact that they're wow, limited. Wow, limited edition real-life goods? It's like an <laughs> NFT that you can hold in your hand. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem was not happy about this. No. She, she tweeted, Our kids are being told that this kind of product is not only okay, it's exclusive. But do you know what's more exclusive? Their God-given eternal soul. We are in a fight for the soul of our nation. We need to fight hard. And we need to fight smart. We have to win. It's like a, your, your impersonation of Ted Cruz, but a woman. Every Republican is Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that quote is really rich coming from a woman who uh, abolished the permit requirement for carrying a concealed handgun. In case the devil pops up, you need to shoot him. He's going to come up and he's going to get on my lap and give me a lap dance. Uh, you pop him in the face. She also signed multiple bills restricting abortion. Uh, she signed a law that criminalizes protests. Uh, she still, to this day, opposes marijuana. Uh, she launched a methamphetamine awareness campaign, literally called Meth. We're on it. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, and uh, she is most, I mean, almost certainly responsible for untold deaths thanks to her hands-off approach to dealing with the coronavirus pandemic, including being anti-mask, holding large gatherings like Sturgis, which ended up being a super spreader event, and going all in on the hydroxychloroquine uh, treatment instead of basic easy-to-follow safety guidelines. All of which led to South Dakota experiencing one of the largest outbreaks in the country. But yeah, no, it's definitely these shoes that are evil and ruining the country. So anyway, Nike, they're apparently pissed off about these shoes after initially stating they simply did not endorse them. They clarified they were not an official Nike release. They're customized sneakers that are being altered and then resold. Uh, but shortly after that, Nike did file a lawsuit against Mischief for a trademark infringement in an attempt to stop the sale of the shoe despite the limited run having immediately sold out. Uh, quote, Nike requests that the court immediately and permanently stop Mischief from fulfilling all orders for its unauthorized Satan shoes, the company said in the lawsuit. Mm -hmm. uh, in response to this and the general outcry against the Satan shoes, Lil Nas X shared a mock-up of a new design meant to even things out. A pair of Nikes with the Chick-fil-A logo and John 316 alongside My Pleasure sewn <laughs> into them as well. He's such a good troll. Yeah. The way this guy, his, his Twitter feed the last week has been just a joy. Yeah. Him fighting with uh, Caitlyn Bennett, the gun girl. Oh, my God. Threatening when, to fuck her dad. When she, when she was like, uh, have you seen your father or something like that? I was just like, oh, God. Does she realize that? Of course she does. She realized how, how racist she's been. No, she like. Because she, he brought up the fact that she allegedly shit her pants. 
Yeah, she people dog on her for being a, a fucking moron who like cell phones herself constantly, but like her her and her group, Liberty Hangout, have done some like wildly like racist white nationalist shit in the past. Yeah. So look, yeah. Uh, all in all, no, Lil Nas X isn't the Antichrist here on Earth. His music video isn't going to turn an entire generation into devil worshippers, and it's not going to bring about the end times. How do we know that? Because we've already been through this time and time again. I mean, at least, what, two or three times in our lifetimes alone. Yeah. Uh, but at least this time, because of Lil Nas X's very specific lyrics and imagery, he's he's trying to s- spread a positive message with all this. And he isn't doing it entirely for the shock value, which is literally what a lot of metal bands in the 80s and 90s did. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're being evil on purpose to rile people up. Yeah, they were trolling. He, yeah. Lil Nas X is trolling, too, but he's also trolling with, like, Put the uh, thought behind it. Yeah, there's a good... Me- I mean, like, fucking... Uh, there's, like, new legislation even today. Con- like, Arkansas did some fucking regressive shit just mm-hmm. this past week for, like, uh, trans youths who want to seek uh, hormone replacement therapy. Like, nope, sorry, not going to do it. Yeah. And so, I mean, you people who are not uh, just cisgendered, uh, you know, stock, vanilla, white bread uh, human beings... Uh, it, it's good to have someone like Lil Nas X uh, out there being like, yeah, mm. look at me. I'm rich. You can be rich, too. I mean, I, I, I'm you just... You fuck the devil, too, one of these days. If only I could get back my, my badass Slipknot and Slayer shirts that my mom threw away when I was a teenager. Because <laughs> definitely going to be worth something on Depop now that satanic yeah. imagery is cool again. Yeah. I, I, devil is so hot right now. I'm, no. I'm excited. I miss the devil. Yeah. We just got waiting patiently for a fan to carve Lil Nas X on their forearm. So they can get into the documentary like Slayer, yeah. the Slayer fan did. Yeah, this is great. Anyway, yeah. who's hungry? Mm-hmm. Well, we've got great news for you because today's episode is sponsored by mm, it's Magic Spoon. Yeah, Magic Spoon is delicious cereal for people who care about their health and don't want any surprises in their box of cereal. Outside of how surprisingly great this is good for your cereal taste. Yeah. No shrimp. Look, we all love cereal growing up, but as you grow older, you start focusing more on what's in your food and what you should and shouldn't be eating. That's why Magic Spoon is perfect. It's delicious cereal without all the baggage attached to it. Yeah, Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar, 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Also, it's only 140 calories. And you can try a bunch of Magic Spoon's best-selling flavors in a four-flavor variety pack featuring cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter, or you can build your own. We personally love their peanut butter flavor, as well as their uh, cinnamon is also really good. They all taste just like that regular cereal you you had in your childhood, but with the added bonus of being super nutritious because it is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Click the link below. Mm -hmm. Get yourself a variety pack and try it today. Also, be sure to use the code TODAYDAILY at checkout to get $5 off any order. Or just go to magicspoon.com slash todaydaily. By the way... Magic Spoon is so confident in their delicious product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money, no questions asked. So click the link below, use the code TODAYDAILY for $5 off, or just go to magicspoon.com slash todaydaily to save $5 today. There you go. Delicious. All right, uh, we've talked about how entertainment can, uh, the entertainment industry can completely ruin the world, according to some people. But how about the world of entertainment saving our world? If one can be true, then certainly so can the other, especially if you're a former presidential candidate and spiritual icon, Marianne Williamson. Orb queen. Uh, she seems like a nice woman whose heart is uh, in the right place, but uh, just kind of a hippie with almost too much of a hopeful and bubbly outlook She's on the obs- world. Have you seen her tweets about birds? No. 
She uh, she loves birds. She posts like a new bird picture every day, and she, but like she, she seems happy. But she does that spiritualist uh, like spiritual ant thing where she's like, look at the colors on this bird. Someone put those colors there. You can't tell me someone didn't put those colors on that bird. People mm -hmm. are like, Marianne, I'm going to tell you about evolution. It's going to blow your mind. It's like, no, look at the colors. Look, that's no accident. She seems like a very happy, very upbeat, <laughs> very positive person. And of course, that's resulted in more than a few fun moments coming from her public appearances and statements, especially leading up to the presidential race. She was unironically like my my second favorite <laughs> candidate yeah. in the 2020 election. Yeah. And uh, look, that all continued this week when she had director James Cameron as a guest on her podcast, uh, where she informed him that his 2009 film Avatar came about this close to solving peace in what? the Middle East. Uh, let's just play the clip. Uh, you might not, I, I want to tell you this. I was in Israel mm -hmm. and I was talking to some Israeli and Palestinian peacemakers. And I said, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I said, well, you know, the great mother doesn't choose sides. According to Avatar, the great mother doesn't choose sides. She's there to protect balance. Yes. She doesn't pick a winner. She protects balance. And yes. do you know what the Palestinian and the Israelis in the room, do you know their reaction? What they say? They 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 thought about it. They That's nodded, good. and I think it was because some of them had seen Avatar. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. This woman could have been our president <laughs> if it weren't for Joe Biden and uh, at least a few other candidates getting in her way. Yeah. I, she did not get a fair shot, if you ask me. <laughs> We could have had a, a military policy that included forcing other nations to watch Avatar and then quizzing them on the positive messaging within the film afterwards. Yeah. Worth a shot. I mean, yeah. You got a better plan for Israel-Palestine? They've been uh, had this problem for a long time. Nothing seems to be working. I am willing to think outside the box here. Yeah, she apparently, according to her, she saw finally some uh, progress there because yeah. they both at least thought about it. Yeah. Look, yeah. she's made as much progress as anyone else, <laughs> Yeah, I'd say. Just bring a scene from a movie to a meeting with Israeli and Palestinian leaders. Got, go. got at least some uh, some thoughtful nodding. So anything is possible. Or they just nodded because they were trying to be nice <laughs> before moving on with whatever discussion they were having. I don't know. Could Who's be to anyway. say? But look, I guess what we're saying is that now, now that Marianne Williamson has informed James Cameron as to just how important Avatar is to world peace, he better not screw up the sequels because lives are literally hanging in the balance. Yeah. Anyway, we are also very curious about her take on ponytail sex. I'm sure she's got a take. I'd love to hear it. Seems more efficient to me. Yeah. Thanks, Marianne. Uh, anyways, we certainly hope that James Cameron is the key to world peace because uh, the United States agency that controls our nuclear arsenal had their Twitter taken over by a toddler this past weekend, apparently. We're doing great. Uh, the official account for U.S. Strategic Command tweeted out the following statement on Sunday. Semicolon. <laughs> yeah, basically that. But it's semicolon L, semicolon G, M, L, X, Z, S, S, A, W. What does it mean? Uh, yeah, this was obviously pretty strange coming from a source like this. And although it pretty obviously looked like the result of a small child or maybe even a cat messing around with someone's phone or walking oh, across the keyboard. Is this one of those Q drops? Yeah. Because it was U.S. Strategic Command saying it, people immediately wondered if uh, maybe they were leaking some launch codes or maybe even... It would, maybe it was a message for QAnon from their glorious leader. Now, co according to posts screenshotted and then shared, it did appear as though QAnon people saw this as more coded messaging sent out by the government, with one account posting the following. Some anons ran it through cryptographic decipher software, and one option that came up for the cryptogram was Q acquitted. 
Make of that what you will. Could be something, could be nothing. These people find patterns in literally everything. Even just a smashing of the keyboard. So very cool of the U.S. government strategic command to uh, just throw some fuel on that already out-of-control fire. Cue acquitted. Very cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it looks like, no, it actually was just some kid typing gibberish, which is still a bit unnerving considering a child was able to access anything from anyone in charge of any aspect of U.S. strategic command. Not really instilling confidence in us with this whole debacle, but, uh, yeah, according to a Freedom of Information Act request that was submitted by journalist Michael Thalen, quote, The explanation of this tweet is as follows. The command's Twitter manager, while in a telework status, momentarily left the command's Twitter account open and unattended. His very young child took advantage of the situation and started playing with the keys and unfortunately and unknowingly posted the tweet. Absolutely nothing nefarious occurred, i.e. no hacking of our Twitter account. The post was discovered and notice to delete it occurred telephonically. Okay, so we're safe for now. But what if it was a coded message? And out of the 10 million... Uh, cryptographic deciphers that were shit out of this thing. One of them made sense. Could be anything. Anyways, finally today, uh, if you hate a video on YouTube, too bad. You're going to have to just deal with it without sending a signal to others of your disdain because YouTube is experimenting with uh, completely removing the dislike count on videos. This fucking sucks. Yeah, they're currently testing this feature out with certain creators and according to their announcement, they're doing it as a way to discourage dislike mobs from mobbing channels or videos and spamming that dislike button simply because they don't agree with them or the video or hate that person or channel for any number of reasons. Weird. It's almost like there's probably a better solution out there. Like, uh, I don't know what Steam has been doing for like five years whenever there's a uh, dislike bomb on anything. Yeah. They just detect it and uh, filter it out. Yeah. Uh, But here's their statement. In response to creator feedback around well-being and targeted dislike campaigns, we're testing a few new designs that don't show the public dislike count. If you're part of this small experiment, you might spot one of these designs in the coming weeks. Example below. So I don't know. I mean, this may be good, maybe bad, but we're leaning way more heavily on this being bad for the average viewer who uses the visual representation of an overwhelming amount of dislikes as to whether or not they should waste time watching a video. Or trust it. Yeah, yeah, because like a lot of like... There's a lot of channels out there that are literally like farming content. Like you, you're looking for like news footage or something, and it's just like a text-to-speech bot reading like a news article with like a shitty JPEG. Or there's uh, you look up like how-to videos or cooking videos. You want that? You you want to see that's if there's a, a big lightsaber on there? Yes, uh, because that's going to be a clear indication as to whether or not you're going to waste all of your time. Yeah, how-to videos, uh, whether it be video game tutorials or home improvement or fixing something on your computer, cooking. Yeah, you want to see the <laughs> the like ratio. Yeah, to know that you're not making a mistake. All that stuff. Yeah, the like like, dislike bar gives you a real quick reference point as to whether this video will help you or if the information will solve your problem at all. Now, there's certainly cases of dislike bombing similar to the types of review bombing that happens on Steam, but that doesn't mean Steam just hides all negative reviews throughout their entire marketplace. (laughs) They figured out an algorithm for it. So YouTube needs to figure out a way to separate organic and inorganic liking and disliking themselves in order for this thing to work at all because it's really just going to be a way for shitty clickbaity videos to get views and waste a bunch of people's time. You control the algorithm, YouTube. You have an infinite amount of data. You, you should know whether a video is getting legitimate dislikes versus a coordinated attack. Yeah. Maybe work on that. They should know that we challenged our audience to give us 50,000 likes on one yeah. video in order to eat a slug of peeps. We're going to step in right here. No one should be eating that many peeps. <laughs> Thanks, YouTube. We're removing the likes. Um, but yeah, no, this sucks because like I, I frequently, you know, 
I have obviously a bunch of channels I'm subscribed to and I watch all their videos, but like anytime I'm looking for something that I'm not subscribed to, it's like a how-to video for fixing something yeah. or anything like that or analysis on something. And it's like, yeah, it's, and we have like, I have like vidIQ on mine so I can see the like percentage right on it. Mm-hmm. So I just scroll by and I'm like, oh, this is red. I'm not even going to click on this. Yeah. Um, maybe I've missed a few gems in there, but I don't know. It seems like a system that works pretty well, all yeah. things considered. Anyways, uh, we we keep telling you, but we're going to tell you again. because the, the landing page is now up. You can go click the reminder yeah, button on this it. This is important, guys. We're screening a movie on our channel. This is not a watch-along where you go watch it in another tab or whatever. We're showing a movie on our channel. It's a documentary. It's called Feels Good, Man. It's about Pepe the Frog and its creator, Matt Fury, and the very interesting, uh, kind of sad, kind of awesome journey uh, his life and career has gone on. I've already seen it. And I loved it. But mm-hmm. we are going to be watching it and then doing a Q&A afterwards with the filmmakers who made it. And uh, you'll be able to get in the chat and ask questions and be a part of it. And it's uh, really, really groundbreaking stuff we're doing, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So you should uh, be there. We're going to leave a link. Uh, the, the landing page for the live stream is obviously up. So you can go click the reminder this button is, there. This is coming Saturday at 6 p.m. Pacific. And not to way. not to mess with YouTube too much, but you should click like on that video so that it yeah. uh, shows up in search results this and stuff. Authentic. <laughs> uh, so we'll leave a link to that below so you can prepare yourself, remind yourself for it. But in the meantime, check out our most recent videos over here. We have a brand new episode of Weekly Weird News about how it's going to be White Boy Summer real soon. Uh, that is not a threat. Uh, <laughs> It's going to be White Boy Summer. And uh, we also have uh, the opposite of that, which is Cicada Summer in News Dump. So check out both of those videos, and we will see you soon for some tech news. Bye-bye.